Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contained high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up a little later on in the program, we'll get a full ship review of a seven-night sailing out of New Orleans aboard Carnival Dream. Tiffany has that for us. Her and her husband had an awesome time down there in the Caribbean. Uh, before we get to Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy, uh, I do want to tell you a lot of new articles up at cruiseradio.net, and thank you so much for sharing them. In fact, uh, I had so much traffic a couple of days ago that it crashed my server, but uh, that's back up and going. The articles are strong, and uh, you're sharing is strong, so I really appreciate you sharing all the articles there at Cruise radio.net Stuart Shearer on the cruise guy is back Dallas LA Chicago California he was over in Southampton for Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas and he's on cruise radio tonight welcome back Stuart hey Doug it is great to be home dude you've been all over the place let's talk about your most recent trip you were aboard Anthem of the Seas how was she well she's very much like Quantum of the Seas they did make some nice uh, tweaks which I don't think a lot of people would notice mm-hmm uh, other than the uh, magenta bear is gone, and now they have a giraffe and a life preserver. Uh, Anthem is over in Europe right now. Now, when does she come to the United States? She'll be uh, arriving in New York in uh, November. Okay. And then you know, she'll start her Bahamas, you know, Florida, Bahamas, uh, Bermuda, and uh, a few Caribbean sailing run. Uh, I saw your photo on, I think it was Twitter or Facebook, of you in that wind tunnel doing the uh, ripcord. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> With your face blown back, you had that Bruce Jenner look there, looking uh, looking good in that wind tunnel. Uh, moving yeah, on here, that was great. Uh, Royal Caribbean's Majesty of the Seas, uh, not some not so good news for it because it canceled a cruise out of Miami the other day. What happened? Well, she let's just say she had a little bit of a, an oil leak, mm-hmm. and uh, it was enough that um, they they wanted to make immediate repairs. So the uh, April 27th sailing was canceled. The ship went to Freeport, uh, went into dry dock. Uh, it has been fixed and uh, actually is on its way uh, back to Miami to uh, do the uh, weekend cruise on April the 30th. Okay. So and speak- she'll, be, she'll be just fine. Nice. And uh, speaking of Miami, Carnival is moving more ships around into the Caribbean. What are we going to see? You know, lot, lots of changes, Doug. Uh, I think the biggest shock to me was uh, the return after 26 years <laughs> of Carnival Fantasy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we got rid of her. Uh, you know, I remember when she debuted in 1990, 
uh, you know, when when she was brand new, I mean, she had I think it was twenty two miles of neon light, and you could see the ship blinking miles away. Right. Um, the subsequent uh, ship uh, fantasy class ships uh, were moderately toned down as each one was uh, introduced, uh, concluding with elation. But uh, you know, when she left, you know, it, it's it's been a ship that they uh, Carnival has put into uh, various uh, other ports, uh, Charleston being the the, the current one, and you know, wasn't really anticipating seeing her again. But hey, NCL is doing free drinks, so Carnival said, "Hey, we'll bring Fantasy back." Why not? Did you see where uh, Carnival is increasing the price to faster to the fun, uh, up like ten bucks starting in June? Hey, listen, if people will pay it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, God bless them. Yeah, uh, for sailings uh, over five days, it's going to go up from forty nine ninety five to fifty nine ninety five. But I guess it's popular; everybody's doing it, so you got to uh, keep going up to keep people out, right? I think it's kind of like the TSA lines that uh, <laughs> yeah. for those that are uh, not, uh, you know, uh, pre-checked, that the other uh, line is actually going to be shorter uh, yeah. in some cases. That's so at some point, the uh, line is going to be shorter for people not paying the extra fifty to sixty dollars. And you got money burning holes in your pocket. Believe me, they'll 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 find a way to take it. Yeah, you. yeah, absolutely. Also, okay, so Fantasy is leaving Charleston. It's going to Miami. What other changes are we going to see? Uh, Carnival Victory is actually going to be repositioning to San Juan to do a uh, seven night Southern Caribbean, and uh, Carnival Ecstasy is actually going to be heading uh, up to Charleston, South Carolina, to replace Fantasy. Uh, so some some interesting moves. I have a big 8x10 whiteboard in my studio to keep track of the carnival ships because they're all over the place. <laughs> well, we got 24 of them, yeah. uh, you know, 25 on the way. Uh, it, is, it is important to keep track of them. Yeah, speaking of the 25th ship, Carnival Vista, we saw a video today. What would you think of it? I thought it was well done. It really uh, put a lot of perspective. Uh, we were up in New York, and we saw you know, you know, so much of this ship in such a short period of time. It was kind of a blur. So I think we remember that beautiful view, which will be what uh, you know Carnival Vista's aft will look like with the Havana pool. Uh, but you know our view was overlooking Central Park, which was gorgeous. <laughs> but uh, I mean, and then we remember the sky ride going around the ship. But uh, you know a lot of the other stuff was kind of a blur because it hit us so fast. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that video, which uh, I'm going to assume is available at cruiseradio.net, mm-hmm. really provides an excellent overview of what. This ship is from soup to nuts. Yeah. Dining, right. entertainment, activities. It, they really did a very nice job. Brady Bunch mom, Florence Henderson, added to Holland America's Dancing with the Stars cruise. Now, we just saw Florence a couple of months ago aboard Regal Princess, and now she's taking her tapping feet uh, aboard a ship. What are we going to see here? Well, we're going to see her. Uh, she's going to do a couple of cruises for uh, Holland America for uh, their uh, Dancing Without the Stars. <laughs> So she's going to be there kind of, uh, you know, being the, uh, the MC. Uh, she, she's really terrific. Uh, she's really got a fun personality. So to get an opportunity to sail on Holland America's Dam June 6th or June 13th, uh, which is from Boston to Bermuda and Canada, New England, uh, you'll have a chance to, uh, you know, see uh, one of America's favorite moms. All right, Stuart, rounding the segment out is a listener question from Nicole. She wants advice on a honeymoon cruise. She's looking for a honeymoon cruise for her and her fiancé. He's never been on a cruise. She sailed on Allure of the Seas. They live in Wisconsin, and they have no idea where to start or which boat would be best. Uh, What do you advise? 
Well, I mean, I, I certainly research online. I think they, they should figure out do they want to go to the Caribbean. You know, when you think of Hawaii, uh, Hawaii is just one of the best places to go on a, on a honeymoon. Uh, it is the most popular place in, in the world for uh, Americans to go. And, uh, you know, it's not, and there's some nice ships. Uh, you know, NCL's got the Pride of America out there. Spent a few days in Honolulu, and it's, uh, it's a great place to go on a honeymoon. But, uh, you know, it also, Doug, it also depends on what time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, Alora, as you know, is heading to Europe this summer. But, uh, you know, if she's just thinking about her honeymoon now, then maybe uh, she's not thinking of the summer. But, you know, if she needs a little more information, she can certainly, you know, email us back uh, with, with some additional questions. But uh, the Caribbean is a great place to go uh, on a honeymoon, uh, and, and I, I, I love Hawaii yeah. uh, for honeymoon. It's one of my favorite places in the world. So, Stuart, are you still officiating weddings? I am not. Done no, this. not available anymore. Okay. <laughs> We've, been like with, Come on. <laughs> We've been talking with Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy. Found him, find him on Twitter at cruiseguy or at cruiseguy.com. Thank you, Stuart. Hey, my pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, in which we include the visas, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on Cruise Radio. If you have one you'd like to share, just email me comments at cruiseradio.net like Tiffany did. She's up in South Carolina and just got back from a seven-night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Dream out of New Orleans. And she joins us this evening. Hello, Tiffany. 
Hey, Doug. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so looking forward to hearing your review about Carnival Dream. But before we get on the ship itself, let's take a step back and give us some pre-cruise thoughts. Like, what made you want to sail on Carnival Dream? Well, we chose the Dream. We've been, we actually went on the Dream um, in October of 2013 for our honeymoon. And um, we choose Carnival because I'm almost platinum. Mm-hmm. I missed uh, in 2013 whenever they changed their uh, VIFP. I missed it by two cruises um, ah. to get to Platinum, so I'm working towards that, and so that's why we choose um, Carnival, and uh, we were trying to decide between the Breeze and the Dream, and the Dream was going out in New Orleans, which is about 45 minutes closer than Miami, and we like the idea of selling down the Mississippi. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very cool experience there. And now, uh, when you went on Dream in October, was that out of New Orleans as well? That was out of Port Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. how was your embarkation process in New Orleans from the Julia Street Cruise Terminal? It was good. We we purchased um, Faster to the Fun for this one, and I'm really glad we did because we got there. We decided to leave our hotel like right around 10, and we were staying at the Marriott, which is one block from the port, but it took about 30 minutes for us to get through all the traffic and get parked and um when we got inside the port it was packed i mean i've never seen it that packed that early mm-hmm. um well every other time i've cruised i've never cruised out of new orleans before but thankfully we have faster to the fun so we skipped all the lines and stuff but even then it took about 30 minutes to get through everything and then we sat down and we were on board in about 30 minutes so um, it took about an hour from the time we got parked which it was longer than I've um, than I've experienced in the past, even when we didn't have faster to the fun. But for this one, I'm really glad we did because those lines were were pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's always a fifty fifty on whether people like faster to the fun or they would rather just wait. Um, what was the biggest draw to you? The biggest draw was embarkation and debarkation, um, the priority boarding, and um, and also having our room ready right when we got on. Mm-hmm, um, that nice. was a big draw. Yeah, and um, those were really the main ones. We didn't have any tender ports. That would have been nice, you know, if we were going to Grand Cayman or Belize, but we didn't. Nice. So you get aboard Carnival Dream. Uh, I know you were just on it in October, but what were your impressions this time around? This time, I mean, it's just, it's it's Carnival. You know, you get on, it's really flashy, and um, the atrium is huge. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I think it goes from Deck 3 to um, to Deck 12, so it's a big atrium, you know, our room was ready. Well, we walked past the doors, so the doors that are shut. So our room was ready right when we boarded, and um, it was nice just to, to get on and go up to the Lido deck. Awesome. And uh, so I'll ask you, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think of it? We had an interior spa stateroom, which is nice. um, the same room we had, or the room next to the one we had last time we cruised, and it's on the 11th deck. Cool. Was there plenty of space and all that for you? There's plenty of storage space. The only downside to the Carnival is the one outlet in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. The beds are super comfortable. We love the spa deck. Uh, it's a smaller deck, um, less children on that <laughs> deck. So it's it's pretty quiet deck for the most part. Let's <laughs> talk about dining aboard Carnival Dream. Uh, so we'll start with the Lido deck and work our way down. So what do you think of the Lido deck dining? We love the tandoor, um, the Indian food, uh, mm-hmm. all the way in the aft. Um, that's our favorite. We ate that every day except one, I think. Um, but, you know, they have the deli, the Mongolian wok, the burrito, the bar, the pasta bar. You know, um, Mongolian wok always has a, a super long line. Yeah. Um, tandoor, the tandoor never has a line. I don't know if that's because people are kind of iffy about the Indian food, it looks a little different, you know, than, mm-hmm. than the normal Lido food, like Lido deck food. 
Um, but we love the Indian food. It's, it's really authentic and you get to try stuff, um, you know, new stuff every day from that bar. How about the main dining room? The main dining room was good. We had your time dining Mm -hmm. and we had that last time and we never had a wait. And this time, um, there were six, there were over 1600 kids on board this cruise. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, (laughs) it was spring break, of course, and Easter, and um, apparently, I saw John Heald posted on Facebook about that being Carnival's busiest week and that a lot of families like the Your Time Dining, and we really did experience that the families like the Your Time Dining. We um, we went the first two nights at 6.30 or 7, and we ended up having a 45-minute wait. And with their little, um, the little pagers that they give you, they don't work anywhere except the lobby, they tell you. So they're like, you can't go to the casino. You know, don't go anywhere. Stay in the lobby. So you end up sitting in the lobby for 45 minutes waiting on a table. So really the best thing to do with your time dining for um, was to go either go start standing in line at 530. And they open the doors at 545 and you'll get right in or wait till after 830 and go then and you'll get right in. And so every other night we did that. We either ate at 545 or we waited till 8.30, and um, and had extremely fast service. We learned our lesson after the first two nights. And then did you get to check out, like, the taste bar or anything? All but two days we went to the taste bar, and we got to try um, the Cucina del Capitano, um, the Steakhouse, the Red Frog. Um, Red Frog Pub or something like that? Yeah, Pub, yeah, and then the Blue Iguana Cantina. We got to try all those. My least favorite was the Steakhouse. It was some, It was a pumpkin soup and... Some other weird meat thing, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it was it was really strange. But everything else was really good. I'm trying to think, and uh, I should know this, but has Carnival Dream underwent Funship 2.0? Not fully. Okay. Um, they don't. We don't. We didn't have a guy's burger joint. Ugh. They have the blue iguana, um, the tequila bar, mm-hmm. and the and the red frog rum bar, but they don't have the um, the cantina or the pub. They don't have the Hasbro game show. Um, they ha- they do have punchline or comedy and the Seuss at Sea. They don't have everything from Sunship 2.0, which is kind of a bummer because we really do want to try the guys, um, guys burger joint. I think that's the main thing we want to try. Yes, you will love it and you will never eat another Lido deck hamburger again after you have it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment aboard Carnival Dream. What'd you think? Well, we don't, um, we don't go to the shows anymore because mm-hmm. they're just typical Carnival shows. We've seen, we've seen them all, you know. In my opinion, you know, they're not, they're good. They're great to go and see once, but after you've seen them once, you know, we don't really go to those. But um, they actually had a hypnotist on board, and I had actually seen that guy, I think it was in 2008. I think it was on the Liberty or something. I forget. It was actually the same guy, and it's hilarious. It's it's one of the funniest shows um, where he, like, hypnotizes people and makes them do crazy things, and they don't remember it until they go back to their stateroom at night. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really funny. You... Um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, we saw, I think it's called The Game of Love. I always mm. like that. It's, that's always fun um, with the three couples. It's kind of like the newlywed game. Yeah. Then the last night they had the Carnival Legends show, which is uh, put on by the by the actual guests on board, which the talent on this one was not as good as last time. It was, um, we left early because it was kind of like, oh gosh. <laughs> Some of them, we were embarrassed for them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. they did good, I you know. <laughs> did you uh, get to check out any comedians or any of the live music venues? Yes, we did. We um, we went to the Punchline or Comedy um, a, a few times, 
and we saw James Johan and uh, Mutsi, and Mutsi um, was hilarious, and they were both good. They also had two other ones that we didn't go see, but Mutsi was hilarious, and um, we really enjoyed that. Um, we also did the dive-in movies, and um, we saw the the latest Hunger Games, the um, the movie Unbroken. Cool. Uh, before we get to the actual ship during the sea days, did you get to try out the sea day brunch at all? We did. We went one time. Um, we had been previously on the dream and we loved it. We went this time and it was not a good experience. We, it's, it took like an hour for breakfast. Yeah. It was completely packed. And you know how I mentioned there were 1600 yeah. kids on board. Uh, there was a table full of them that, next to us and this has nothing to do with carnival, but they were just so loud and it made for a really miserable breakfast. Uh. Um, and our food wasn't, it wasn't that great. I mean, my husband ordered a filet I think he ordered it medium. It was pretty much well done, and our service was really slow, which is so unlike Carnival, you know. I mean, we've always had great service at brunch, but so we didn't go the last two sea days. We had three sea days um, in total, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad food. It just wasn't up to what um, we've experienced previously with Carnival. So I may know the answer to this next question because you said there were 1,600 kids on there. But uh, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves itself during sea days, both inside and out. So what were your impressions? Uh, it was pretty crazy on sea days. Um, you know, we we don't usually uh, sail during spring break or summer break. We try to go during hurricane season when kids are in school mm -hmm. um, just because we don't, we don't really care for a lot of screaming kids everywhere. And, I mean, there were tons of kids and it felt like you couldn't get away from it even on the serenity deck you could hear them screaming from the slides okay. we didn't go to, to either of the pool the pools on the Lido deck because you, i don't think you could get in there i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> so um we typically would like try to eat around the main rush um and because we were eating at the tandoor we'd go back there we never had a problem with the line there or with um getting a table back there but um uh, like the grill um, the pizza place, um, Mongolian Walk, they were all slammed during lunch. And, of course, the Serenity deck was, was packed, too. And something that I wish that the Dream had was more shade on the Serenity deck mm -hmm. because it was so hot, and every piece of shade that there was, it was packed with people. So, really, it was like sit in the sun or, you know, go go somewhere else because – there wasn't much shade, and it was it was very packed. I I didn't feel crowded last time on the Dream, but this time I really did feel crowded. I'm trying to think on Carnival Dream. Is Serenity up front? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. Interesting. It's two stories. Yeah, it's gotcha. on the 14th and 15th deck. Now, when we were in port, the Serenity deck was great, and especially and even at night, we went up there and got in the hot tub, and we were the only people up there. I mean. It was very nice if you went at night or on port days, but sea day, it was pretty crowded. I mean, there were plenty of places to sit in the sun, if mm -hmm. you know. But if you're trying to read or just relax, you know, I, we don't really care to sit in the sun. So. Yeah, I hear you. What, uh, what, speaking of ports, what ports did you hit on the sailing? We went to Key West, Freeport, and Nassau. Well, uh, in closing here, let's round this interview out with uh, any first-time tips you may have for people considering or who may be sailing Carnival Dream. Yeah, I would um, I would suggest uh, going, if, if you don't have kids, going um, whenever the kids are in school. Um, getting faster to the fun is a great idea. We really enjoyed that. And, um, and also, they let you bring 12 20-ounce drinks on board per person, so we like to do that so that um, you don't have to pay for sodas on board. There you go. And Tiffany, we have about 30 seconds left here. So give me your final thoughts of Carnival Dream. 
we really enjoyed it. It, it um I think that had there been less kids it would have been more enjoyable, but we loved um we loved the service on Carnival and we loved the experience and so we had a great time. Very good. We've been talking with listener Tiffany Brown up in South Carolina about her seven night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Dream out of New Orleans. Tiffany, uh, great talking to you and thanks for giving us your review. Have a good evening. Thanks, Doug. You too. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contained high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com podcast.